The Legally Brief podcast is produced by the law offices of Judy Saunders. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Legally Brief podcast. So glad that everyone is joining us here today. I'm going to put a disclaimer on this episode that at points we will be talking about um, sexual abuse, child sex trafficking, and other events that may be triggering to some listeners. And I just want people to be aware of that. Um, So today I have the absolute pleasure to have Vanessa O'Brien on the show, and we're going to really look at and talk about trauma. We're going to talk about how we can holistically address that. Um, And that falls in really in line with my mission as a practitioner, as an attorney. I don't just represent individuals who are dealing with sexual, physical, and emotional abuse. It's also part of my vision and what I want to do is to heal this part of the world where I'm working, heal my corner and the people that I come into contact with. So while I don't just offer legal services, I really want to think of how we can touch, make people aware of the things, the traumas, the different forms of child abuse, and ways that clients, ways that listeners can get resources that can heal them and help them move through and manage trauma. That brings me to Vanessa and what Vanessa does. She is a wife, she's a mother, she's an entrepreneur, and If you know anything about the show, I don't do very long resume intros when I have a guest. I really feel that listeners benefit the most by us diving right into the conversation and getting to getting the best out of what the guest may bring. Um, What I do do and is a practice on the show is that instead of asking a guest to just recite blindly their resume and their credentials. I like to do what I call a little bit of an icebreaker. So um, I'm going to do that. So Vanessa, you know, we talk a lot on the show about culture. We talk about law and authority figures. And I wanted to ask you, when you were young, um, as you got older, as you, when you were young, combining those two, what did parents, um, teachers, authority figures in your life, what did they tell you or what did you sense they wanted you to be when you grew up? And then how close did you actually come to that? Wow. Well, that certainly wasn't something that I was (laughs) scripted or given um, beforehand. So I guess it's all centered around, you talked about parents, authority figures, my decisions and my um, aspirations of what I wanted to be in life were largely centered around my parents. I looked at my mother and thought at a very young age, that's what I want to do. I want to be a mother. So what career would afford me the opportunity to to be a mother, to stay home with my children? And I immediately, as a very little girl, thought teacher. Um, I actually started college, interesting enough for those who who know my career path, I started college as um, an English major, a secondary education English major. Um, And then I thought to myself, you know what, the person that I also admired in addition to my mother was watching my father get up at five o'clock in the morning, get on a train, um, go to New York City and work. I didn't quite know what he did when I was young, but I always thought, wow, he's sacrificing for his family. So in addition to being a mom, hey, why can't I go for that, that career? Why can't I have what I think I'd be great at, which is it, you know, some sort of 
experience in the business world. So I switched my major very late on my college career to finance. And I worked for one of the most prestigious investment banks right out of school and later went on to work at a hedge fund. So to answer your question, I think people always knew I would do what I wanted to do in life, but I feel like that, especially as a woman, um, constantly evolves and constantly changes. So here you have uh, someone who went to school to be a teacher, then wound up working at a hedge, uh, a startup hedge fund, and then giving up her career to um, stay home with her family, um, and then wanting more and getting into essential oils. So you know, if you would allow me the opportunity to bridge that gap, that's a, that's a very strange transition from, you know, type A Wall Street investment bank personality to holistic, having my own business selling wellness products. So please, I think that that is very important for the listeners, because what we see, and I know some of the people that I deal with, there are specific events there's bright line markers in life be it through tragedy be it through trauma um, something that someone does to you or happens to you that can really change the course of your life and it sounds like you had one of those bright line markers in your life that took you from wall street to took you to now being an entrepreneur and working in this business so can you talk to us about that absolutely um the trigger for me or the starting point for this was when my dad fell ill. Um, he had several different types of cancers and as a fixer and as this personality that I'm going to, I'm going to help, I'm going to fix this. Being his caretaker alongside my mother, I, it was my role and it became my role quickly to go to all the doctor's appointments, take the notes, do the research, and then fill all the prescriptions. Just listen to the doctors. And mm-hmm. I used to love having, you know, I used to feel so empowered and helpful that I would be the one doing running and getting the prescriptions. In hindsight, I, I wish I would have known what I know now to just take a step back. Um, my father passed in a, in a short year from his cancer and it was largely due to all the medications that he, he was on. I mean, I used my skills and I had a spreadsheet to track his medication, but none of them in hindsight, and there's always 2020, none of them were for cancer. Mm. So that's what really you know, we, my mom and I did the best we could at the time with the information that was present to us, but the, you know, the medications for sleep, the medications for depression, of course, this individual, this hero to me, this mentor is going to de- be depressed. He's planning to say goodbye to his family. But right. at the time I didn't have the tools that are available to me now. So, you know, could I have saved him from cancer? No, that's not what I'm saying, but I could have done some things to maybe ease his pain or prevent some of the anxiety or help ease some of the anxiety of, you know, somebody going through this, this tragic event. So losing my father, when he passed, life took a pause. I realized there had to be a better way than the route we went down and losing someone. And I, I didn't want to, I, I remember opening my medicine cabinet in, in a fit of rage after and just throwing things away, but then I didn't have a solution. So, right. You know, that, that was the catalyst to my career now, if I could, and I, I fortunately have, I sort of made it my mission. Like if I could help someone in a way that I couldn't help him, even if it's very small, even if, for example, I have a client whose daughter, she can fly in an airplane now because she has her oil and, and Mm -hmm. just little things like that. If I could help people in a way I couldn't help him, then I knew I would be doing my job and making a difference. 
So you hit on really the catalyst of, I think so many listeners have so many clients that I see um, because of either the trauma that they've gone through as a survivor or watching their children who have been abused by an authority figure, they are in a fit of rage and they don't have a solution. Can you right. talk to us a little bit about that solution? So you you kind of touched on it and um, through becoming involved with essential oils, how did that lead to some type of solution in your life? Well, I was definitely looking for something. I didn't know what it was, but I knew there had to be, as I said, a better way than the path that I went down. Um, you know, God forbid, someone else I knew fell ill or just needed something more than I, I knew something was out there. So I had started, you know, reading and, and looking into various things. And someone that I knew from the Pacific Northwest, like on the West Coast, was using oils. And, um, you know, I'm sort of like a, a type A control freak. So I want everything. I, I wanted the medicine if I had it. I wanted the oils. I wanted this and that. But the more I read about it and the more I was like, oh, wow, this, this makes sense. Now, also know that I am a researcher. So I would research every single thing before I would use it on myself and my child. So I would think, well, why does peppermint oil help, you know, alleviate tension? I need to understand this. Well, peppermint oil is a vasodilator. It helps, you know, the blood flow and get to the, to the parts of your body um, so that you can heal yourself. So it was sort of like that. It, it was the perfect thing for me to now have another tool in, in my arsenal of health and one that I could like look up the science behind. So it gave me control in a time in my life where I felt out of control. I had two small children. I had just suffered the loss um, of the loved one and didn't have a career. So didn't really, didn't have my career anymore, needed to keep busy. And when I got into the oils, I thought to myself, I, this is just for me. I'm not telling anyone. This is a personal decision that I've made for my family. And I, you know, at four o'clock in the morning, when my child doesn't feel well, I feel empowered. Whereas before I would just rock them and wait to call that yeah. doctor at 830. Oh, is the doctor open yet? Um, I still call the doctor, but now I know I have the tools to sort of ease the pain or ease what's going on until I can get that solution. So it was definitely a comforting factor. And then I was like, well, why am I keeping this to myself? So friends would come over and I'd say, we should try this, or you should, you know, if you're into it, if you're not into it, it's fine. This is all new. Um, so that's sort of the segue into the oils. And then it just started spreading like wildfire because people know, knew me and they trusted me and they knew that I wouldn't do something haphazardly or just, you know, rub something on my children or diffuse something in my home unless I really knew what I was getting into. So it was control during an uncontrollable time and also filling the void as a working woman, um, needing something to do and mm -hmm. researching. I used to spend three hours a night reading about um, holistic, you know, healing practices. So I want to stay on a couple of these points that you brought up. And then what we'll do is that we'll talk a little bit more about the oils that you, the, the brand that you use, which is okay. doTERRA. And we'll talk about some of the work that they do with children in trauma. But you brought up two very important points. You talked a little bit about um, anxiety, easing anxiety, um, knowing that there's something better and also easing depression. So we have, when we know that um, part of the symptoms, part of the injury 
of a child or a, I should really say a survivor because it could be mm -hmm. an adult, um, a survivor, an athlete who's been abused by a coach. Part of that is those feelings of depression, those feelings mm -hmm. of anxiety, that fear. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how the listener could consider? So we're not we're not today saying this is a cure, this is what mm -hmm. you use, but just how they could start to even explore this other tool to help ease depression, ease anxiety. How can they even start going that or getting more information? Talk a little bit about that. Well, I love how you touched upon the fact that we are not medical professionals who are prescribing right. or diagnosing or anything. So first and foremost, it's working with a practitioner that you know and trust. I am, I am not a doctor or a nurse. I am very educated in the type of products that I use on my family. But to specifically answer your question, it is confusing because out in the grocery stores and in the, in the marketplace out there, you know, even at big box stores, they are selling perfume. So mm -hmm. if I gave a recommendation about an oil that, you know, both you and I use and love, it's misleading because someone could go purchase that oil where it is 100% synthetic. And that is not going to have the same impact on, on their body. So the first step to answer your question on helping a survivor who might want to incorporate a holistic approach to their, to their trauma and their healing would be to understand and educate yourself about the companies that offer medicinal or therapeutic grade essential oils. Mm -hmm. And that's also a good segue into the company that I have my own, I have my own uh, business educating for essential oils, but I only um, sell doTERRA products. Mm -hmm. So doTERRA makes it their mission to, to have the purest and the most effective for purposes, one example of thousands healing trauma. So I would say a listener should start with understanding the different grades of oil. There's perfume grade, which mm -hmm. you would never want to, you know, have diffusing in your home with a small child inhaling perfume because that's just like spraying your commercial perfume on your child or on yourself. Right. So the first step is understand the, the grades and the levels and use a therapeutic grade essential oil. There are numerous, your olfactory system is such a powerful tool in, in healing the body. And sometimes just rubbing um, medicinal grade, let's get perfume to the side, essential oil and inhaling it immediately has an impact and a calming uh, impact on the body, you know, things that I would have loved to use on during my father's treatment or right. things that I currently use on my family and friends and my thousands of clients on a day-to-day -day basis, things that they use. So there are specific oils for healing. I mean, I, this is an example, but black spruce is an oil that we diffuse. It helps let go of negative emotions. And again, that's getting very far down the line after you've been like trained and you understand the impact of these oils on the system. The, the great part about the company that I have chosen to um, use their products exclusively is that their education. So this is not something that you need to learn from me. You can you know, go to doTERRA and learn about the oils that have been scientifically proven to help for certain ailments, specifically for your purposes and, and what you do mm -hmm. healing abuse victims. Okay. That, I mean, as part as of an overall treatment, as part of therapy, it's not like this oil is going to fix everything. Right. You know? Right. And that's not what we're promoting or saying today. I really want 
our listeners to understand and why I thought it was important to bring you on because, you know, I may be able to, and, and I am, I'm, I'm able to address concerns legally, but I think as part of this podcast, as part of this show, it's really offering and being open and more transparent with people as to how we all can live a better life. So you come to an attorney, you come to me, I try to give you options to hold a perpetrator accountable legally, but now I'm awful. I'm also saying today, start also in your path of healing, do this, some of these things together at the same time, um, start healing and moving through. And here's another tool that may work for you. Consider that. Um, right. I love that when you were talking about um, some of the oils, the black spruce, um, peppermint, and some of these oils have been around, they're, you know, common. You hear a lot about, even before I knew about some of the, um, properties of oils, I'd always heard lavender. You hear things like right. lavender. So you're kind of familiar with these things. Um, I think it was actually the um, gymnast, Lori Hernandez, the Olympic gold medalist, in her book um, that she wrote, she actually spoke about um, how when she was going to do a really tough skill or before a competition, she would rub lavender on her hand. So, so, you know, it's, it's, it's out there, it's in the market and it's for you to educate yourself and see if this is something else as a survivor that you can add to your toolkit to move forward and to heal. So absolutely. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, and we can circle back on some of the things that you've just brought up, but I want to move now to and let um, our audience know some of these statistics, some of the some of the things that the doTERRA Foundation is doing and mm -hmm. why they're doing it. So I'll okay. just open by saying that um, statistics say that it's estimated that over um, that from 600 to 800,000 men, women, and children are trafficked across international borders each year. And we'll talk about what we mean by traffic. And then drilling down a little bit deeper, over 200,000 of these individuals are citizens, are US citizens that are trafficked within the United States. So those are children. So when people are thinking, you know, we, and you know, it's funny and this just makes, it's not funny, but I know that when we get around times with big sporting events, we have the Super Bowl coming up. I know that the Super Bowl has changed since we're in a pandemic, but you would start to hear a little bit more about public service announcements, child trafficking around these big sporting events. So that also brings that to mind when we're thinking about coming up to the Super Bowl. But going back to that, so we can, and this is just what we have documented, who knows the, what true numbers are. But in the US, we're thinking about over 200,000 children, individuals are being trafficked right here in America. Um, and it's reported that 20% of that 200,000 are children alone. Um, so I know that because of this, doTERRA is now, well, not, not now, but doTERRA is, they help prevent, they help rescue, and they help rehabilitate these survivors in this trafficking. Can you talk to us a little bit about what, what doTERRA does in this area, what the trafficking means, and how they're incorporating this into their whole model? Absolutely. So just as I didn't know that there was an option for my family health-wise, naturally, I had no idea about the horrors about what you're talking about with sex trafficking, especially in children occurring in the US. So it, about four years ago in 2016, 
I was in Salt Lake City, Utah. I was in the Salt Palace, the arena, the sporting arena at a doTERRA, you know, training convention. And I sat there with a very good friend of mine who went, we, we, our purpose was there to learn about oils, to safely teach, to learn about the science, to bring that home to our, our clients. And I remember a man walking out on stage. He looked ex-military and I'm thinking to myself, okay, what, what topic are we going to talk about now? And he calmly said to us, I want you to look around this arena. It, you know, it holds thousands, but there's probably at the time of 2016, there was about 15,000 of us. And he said, I want you to, to multiply that number, the uh, 15,000 um, by, I think at the time it was like four or five. And that is how many children are currently sex trafficked in the United States. And my jaw dropped because this man who I later learned was an individual by the name of Tim Ballard, who started Operation Underground Railroad, O-U-R, <laughs> for the purpose of rescuing um, sex trafficked children all over the world. So this man, who I thought I was there to learn about oils, taught me about something that I thought was another country's problem. I thought this right. only happened in, in other countries. How could the country that this such a developed world experience this problem to the tune of hundreds of thousands of, of children? And as, you know, thinking about the children that are our own children that we left at home uh, to go to this convention, the tears just started welling up because how could anyone harm a child, to, but to the tune of that number, like right in the, in the states that we live in. So right. that was my first introduction to this, this tragedy, to this, this horror that occurs under our noses on a daily basis. And that's when I started to realize, wow, I'm, I'm actually part of a company that is changing the landscape of the world. And we'll talk about how they do that just on a day-to-day -day basis on the ground, but also specifically with sex trafficking um, individuals and so, you know your purpose and what you do with your career. doTERRA has a separate foundation. It's called the Healing Hands Foundation. Mm -hmm. And that foundation largely supports Operation Underground Railroad. So that was my segue into the, into the sex trafficking world. Um, and something that I love the fact that when I'm, you know, using an oil or, or grabbing an oil, I know like the backstory of that drop of oil, if you will. Mm -hmm. So Example, there's a hope oil, 100% of the, the profits from doTERRA selling this hope oil go to sex trafficking. They go to, you know, their foundation made that commitment. And then you could say, well, a lot of, a lot of large companies that are very successful, they have a, a, an arm, a philanthropic arm that they fund different projects. But the magnitude of every single oil from every single walk, uh, location in the world you can find the story about that oil. Right. So I don't want to divert from the sex trafficking, which you asked me to, to speak about in the foundations, but I want to, in the foundation, but I want to give one other example and then we Please. can get back. Please, um, yeah. There's an oil that we use, it's widely used, it's called vetiver. It has very calming properties. Something that I, it, it's just a beautiful byproduct of, of, of using these essential oils is knowing how you're helping by using them. And I, I, I hope that doesn't sound too, you know, no. out there, but when I use vetiver, if, I, if I'm having, you know, troubles calming or sleeping at night and I'm using vetiver, I'm understanding the story behind the bottle. And you can, you can always like, even if you grab your doTERRA lavender, just Google 
doTERRA behind the bottle and you can learn the story about what happens behind that. So let me give a brief synopsis of what Please, happens yes. when you use vetiver. When the uh, individuals or the uh, executives from doTERRA went to Haiti because they go to where the product is indigenous, it's going to work therapeutically the best if it's rather than growing vetiver in the United States. So going to Haiti, working directly with the growers. The executives were looking around, it's like, well, why aren't there a lot of children in school? Why, you know, what do they do? They spend hours a day going to get drinkable water, clean water, that's right. their job. They, they walk, you know, a, day's, a half a day's journey, get a gallon of water and come back to their family. So, you know, in addition to supporting the growers of vetiver in Haiti and giving them, you know, fair wages and cutting out the middlemen, doTERRA, they take their philanthropic arm, which is called Healing Hands, and they have to improve the blueprint of the society in which they're working in. So they started providing uh, water filtration systems so that these children aren't walking, so that they're in school and their family has the potable water that they need. So, the, so that is a beautiful reminder. Every time I grab an oil, I like to know, yes, the chemical constituents, what's it, how is it helping the body? How is it helping to calm you know, people or help people? But also, what is the company I work for giving back to the world? So that's a beautiful example of Haiti. You can watch, um, you know, doTERRA Haiti and vet, vetiver story. If you watch it on YouTube, it, it's just, it's, um, it's amazing. So to transition back into the world of human trafficking, mm -hmm. doTERRA made a commitment by making Operation Underground Railroad and several other nonprofit organizations, making them, um, a recipient of their philanthropic arm, which is called Healing Hands. But, you know, what you touch on and the story about Haiti, the story about when you went to Salt Lake City, I think what really is at the heart of that is awareness. Awareness Absolutely. of what you're putting on yourself, aware of what you're, where you are, awareness of what's happening to you. And I really promote that it's, we really can't do better as an individual, as a culture, until we're aware. Um, I know that um, even in my, in my line of work, you have so many of uh, perpetrators of these abuse, you know, the, the very few, I have met some that are, do express some type of remorse. And the first thing that you hear is, I just didn't know, um, living a very, detached, unaware life leads to trauma to yourself and leads to the, you to traumatize other individuals. So that's what the point that I take from what you're saying, when you're putting on an oil, when you're using an oil, um, doTERRA's mission in the um, Operation Underground, it's becoming aware, the individuals traveling to um, Haiti, it's looking around, not just mm -hmm. diving right in, you know, looking for their product and, you know, we're out of here. It's looking around Around, seeing where there's deficiencies and becoming aware of how you can help. And I think that that's one thing, if we can promote that to our listeners, if they take nothing else from this episode, if they're like, you know what, oils aren't for me. Um, right. It's just becoming aware of yourself first as an individual, becoming aware of how you impact other individuals so that we don't continue either in our own trauma or traumatizing others. Um, so that's what I love about that. So tell me then, um, you know, because child trafficking is, we know, 
is one other forms of abuse mm -hmm. that we're trying to combat, that we're trying to make others aware of. Um, so you were saying that um, the Operation um, Underground, so what in particular are they, and can you tell us any stories about, are they going into um, different countries? Are they operating here in the United States? Yes, they operate all over the world. And, um, you know, a lot of it is very troubling to, to watch, but I do think it's important to bring awareness. I mean, there are parents that, that um, traffic their own children. So there was a story of a very young girl. Um, you, can, you can read the story on Operation Underground Railroad, O-U-R. Um, she was used to, and it was common for her that when she went on vacation with her parents, she knew that she was going to have to work, so to speak. And it, be, mm. it, it was part of her life. Um, it's disgusting. I am in no way an expert on the topic, right. but I have become aware of it because of my, my job. And I have become proud of where I work because of these stories. So to answer your question, this individual quit his job, um, this Tim Ballard, quit his job and started a nonprofit that does rescue missions. There's movies that have been made about this group. Um, they are very, very, they're, bec they're becoming more prominent. And when I was introduced to them years ago at doTERRA, they have they've come such a long way as far as uh, being a household name. Mm -hmm. And they do, they go on missions, they pose as perpetrators. So they have a team of men who will, you know, and women as well. It's, it's a problem with, with women as well, trafficking children. Uh, they'll, they'll go in and pretend that they're purchasing children in foreign countries and it's a sting operation and they go in and arrest everyone. And they That's work with local government officials. They are not, you know, employed by the government, which you can, which you can read about. Um, but that it's a nonprofit organization with the purpose to rescue, set up them safely with aftercare. There's a whole other arm that doTERRA donates to. It's called RAFA. Mm -hmm. And that is the aftercare. Those are the centers set up all over the world to rehabilitate these poor people, adults, children, teens, babies. Um, there's also this huge prevention arm. So it's a, it's a full circle. It's, it's, it's rescue, it's aftercare, and how can we prevent this? I love that model. I love that model. And on a smaller scale, that's what I know individuals need. They not only need the law, they not only need to hold um, abusers accountable in the courts, you need that aftercare, you mm -hmm. need that support, you need your, um, you, you need the, a community. Many times, so many times, Vanessa, when you have individuals, and I'm sure that it's analogous to what happens in the whole situation with the child trafficking, you, you speak out, you use your voice, you lose your community whether that was individuals that are around you because now you're disrupting, you're going against. So I think that that's beautiful that doTERRA would then have a whole separate arm to kind of welcome them into a more healthy community as they try to move through and manage this trauma. So, I mean, we touched on a lot. I, I, wanted, I wanna say, because I know that you have your wealth of information. Is there anything that I'm really, that I'm forgetting to ask, anything that you think it's important for the listeners to know about managing, dealing with trauma, and if they wanna consider using oils as part of their toolkit, so to speak, as they deal with this type of, you know, you have the effects of depression, anxiety. I also, you know, know that some survivors suffer sleep loss. 
um, if we speak specifically about our listeners who are elite athletes, it's, you know, manning that intense, intense stress, right. Um, you know, dealing with issues of, you know, having to think about being body shamed. Um, what can you talk, what can you tell them? Is there anything that I'm forgetting and anything that you think that oils can be part of their healing process? Absolutely. I think there's a few things to touch upon. The first is that you're, they're not alone. So doTERRA mm -hmm. has a, a number of professional athletes using their products for that to, is true. to ease the stress of it, right? A number of, of people who have suffered emotional, physical um, abuse using, using their products. I think that, you know, knowing that they're not alone, but also knowing that you need somebody that you can trust to guide you in this. Right. Um, I am happy to help any of, of your listeners, but for me, this, this sort of, this isn't about sales. It's about awareness. So finding someone you trust. And I think that's why I've been successful in my holistic, you know, teaching practices is because there's, there's jokes that people will say, well, Vanessa told me I couldn't buy that. She undersold me. She told me that, um, I'm not allowed to buy that now. And that's because if you, if you have a sales job that is, from a, a really a place of like affecting change and, and caring, it's, it's yeah. a totally different model. I've never really had to pick up the phone and be like, you know, hey, do you want to learn about oils? I've never had to impose. So I guess the, the point is if, if, one, if your victims or, or if your clients as victims, um, someone's preying upon them because they're vulnerable, that's not the right time. They have to reach out and feel, work with someone that they trust. I think that's right. the most important thing because I know so many people call me, well, I'm going through a tough time and someone told me to use this cream and that cream. That's the worst time to, to make a decision. It's, it has to be when you're looking for that and, and you're going out and making the right step rather than reacting. So know you're not alone. Make the first step. Don't listen to the first person that, that says they can help you. Um, and also know that finding a product with a company based on service is, is important because then not only are you helping yourself, like I was eight years ago uh, when I got into essential oils, but now I can pay that forward and help somebody else. So, so that. that's important. So I'm able to help myself and my family for the last eight years, but I also am able to help others, which is so important. You might be, listeners might be sitting there thinking how, can I help sex trafficking? I'm, I live in, yeah. you know, comfy, cozy life in the, in the suburbs. My, everyone's happy and healthy. Thank God. Um, you can help in the smallest of ways. I mean, there is a button that I click every, every time I order from my company, that's donating a dollar to healing hands. Right. And if that's all I can do that day, that's all I can do. Right. And you know, you, you touch upon a point I hear so much when you, are healing when you're going through and understanding something has happened to me this is traumatic i really believe that when you start to pay it forward help others that heals you also so Absolutely. i think i that is one of the greatest therapeutic and and i i have to i think i could be so bold to say that with every client i help with every be it girl be it gymnast whoever it is it heals and it touches me it touches a place with that. So I think that's important. And with that, can you tell, do you have any information about how a listener can reach out if they want to 
how, what, at whatever rate, small, big donation, just mm-hmm. even learning about it with, um, with the healing hands, how can they do that? Absolutely. So we will provide, um, the listeners with some information that will be like, I guess, in the description of your podcast, absolutely the description of your YouTube with specific links, because I feel like, you know, pen and paper writing down websites is, is difficult in life, but there's two main things that jump out to me. The first is something that I am actually going to, to do. It's on my to-do list. It's, it's, it's actually a today thing. <laughs> you can go to OUR, the Operation Underground Railroad, and you can sign up for a free course in recognizing the signs of trafficking. Mm. You know, it happens in our own neighborhoods. There yeah. are, there are Uber drivers who have, have like sensed that something was off, that maybe mm. there's like a woman with these two children that don't quite look like they might be hers. They look terrified. I'm going to make a phone call. This has happened in the United wow. States. Um, and that Uber driver saved these little girls. So it's, it's a free course that, that OUR offers to just us sitting in our, our living rooms and just becoming more aware. So that's something for free that we can, we can do. Um, listeners can also help. They can always contact me and want, if they want more information about essential oils um, or someone they know and trust that, you know, is affiliated with doTERRA as well. Mm-hmm. A third thing is, and I think that um, it's something that you and I can do together. We can offer um, the law offices of, of Judy Saunders together with my group, which is the oils group can offer listeners um, a bottle of hope oil. I absolutely. And we talked about that little before we started recording and I'm excited to do that out of my office to listeners. So just, can you show everyone this oil again and just briefly tell us what hope oil is? So it's an essential oil blend. I actually use it um, as a perfume and more specifically, I like that my daughters use it now. Yeah. I have preteens and a little one and they love the commercial fragrances and yeah. don't even get me started about <laughs> interacting with your endocrine system. That's oh, a whole no. other podcast, but this is one we can agree on because it has um, vanilla. So it, it has like a, a, a sweeter flavor that my, my children and myself like. So it's a blend of essential oils. Nice. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to sound cliche, but it's hopeful. It raises your spirits. It's it sort of like a, a happy fragrance and it's a blend. So there's single oils and then they're blended together. Mm-hmm. This is a, do- a blend that doTERRA created specifically where they're not going to receive any of the profits. It's all going to help the anti-human trafficking efforts. I love um, that. So we could, you know, grant listeners that, that help pay it forward by sharing our message and sharing your, your podcast Absolutely. and maybe reaching out to you and telling them, you something that they they learned um you know we will we'll give the first whatever you agree yeah, we'll, put, on. we'll put that we'll put that in the show notes so that is a giveaway sure. today for listeners who are going to be involved I think that we have highlighted that what we're doing today is bringing awareness, bringing awareness to trauma, bringing awareness to a one other tool that uh, survivors can use. And we're also, I think we're, we're going to put some icing on this cake by giving away this hope oil. And I've used it, I have it, and it is, it really does, really does relax. And I, and I want to just 
I want to just take us out with just a really brief story and then I just want you to give your um, how people can connect with you when I was it was maybe just two days ago and I have a, um, a nonstop constant twitch and I was getting ready for something I don't know maybe it was a conference with the court and I realized the twitch was just really just getting out of control. And I was moving stuff around my desk. I have a peppermint oil on my desk. So I picked it up. And as I just put it past my face, it I just, the twitch immediately started to calm down. Now, look, I'm not, neither of us are saying that we have any medical background. I'm just telling you what happened in real time to me. So I do think that as part of a survivor's healing process, consider consider essential oils, um, you know, among other things, you know, you're considering how to hold your um, perpetrator accountable through the legal process. But this is something that I wanted to bring today to our listeners as they move through and as they find a way, find a path forward. So with that being said, how can a listener connect with you directly if they want to find out? And we'll put all of this in the show notes too. Okay, so my uh, company is called The Oils Group, and that is just the umbrella of the people that uh, teach and love and share oils through me. So I'm on Instagram, The Oils Group, and I'm also on Facebook, The Oils Group, and we'll also put in the show notes a way to contact me directly. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa. Thank you for joining us. This was fun and you have to come back. You have to. Thank you very much, Judy. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. All right. And that is the end of this episode. Look forward to seeing everyone soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Legally Brief podcast. Remember to join Judy and fellow listeners at the Legally Brief Facebook group. Contact Judy at Judy at JSaundersLawFirm.com. Remember, There is no keener revelation of a society's soul than the way it treats its children.